0: host 104.5 and up and at him in the morning. We got Elon Funky Belu. He is a local defense attorney. He is a friend of the show, and it is great to see you, my man. How have things been? Great. How have you been doing? Really good. I haven't talked to you really on the air through COVID 2020, that
1: whole thing. How are you, the practice? Everyone healthy, safe? Knock on wood, I'm fully vaccinated, but you know I went through COVID, uh, uh, fortunately, without any hiccups. Uh, my wife also my staff were bitten by covid and but it, it it really didn't um we were able to stay open you know with quarantines, of course, but yeah we're not complaining at all we've we've done um pretty well given the circumstances it's really changed the game as
0: far as court though right I mean things are put out for a long time you're doing zoom on court for someone like you who says i mean dynamic and you literally have a physical presence and a charisma and gravitas about you how have you been able to pivot? There's that word again, take a drink every time we hear pivot when we're talking about COVID. How have we been able to do that on Zoom? I love Zoom.
1: You know, COVID, like everything else in life, has a plus and a minus. It's not all minus, okay? One of the pluses in COVID is, is Zoom proceedings. And what it it drives home, is that so many of the court appearances can be handled remotely. And when they're handled remotely, they're more efficient. They're less taxing on the uh, on our resources. They're more um, uh, financially reasonable. They, they adversely Im- impact the players from the judges to the attorneys, to the witnesses, to the staff less painfully. Uh, it, it's I, I just hope, and I think most of us hope, that when we put COVID behind us, that much of the remote learning that we've acquired is continued. Because there are days when I can appear in Monterey County, Santa Barbara County, and San Luis Obispo County, and I'm not leaving my chair. Okay? Yeah. It makes sense. And yeah. and uh, you know, uh, thank you for the nice words about me being dynamic and having gravitas and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I hope I can pull that off on Zoom as well.
0: I know, right? But I'm sure through everything, our hourly rate is still the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, so I want to talk to you. Look, I understand the role of a defense attorney is absolutely an important one. Not always a popular one, but definitely a necessary one. For defense attorneys, they don't get a lot better than you. You're savvy, you're savage, you're very capable. I'm curious if you were approached about the Christian Smart case to represent either of the Flores.
1: Nope, I was not. Would you have taken it? Uh, I've talked about this with my wife. Uh, I would have to talk with her and, and uh, it, it, would have, it, it would have been a discussion over the dinner table.
0: Yeah. Because she's not getting invited to Bunko or any other social things anymore. If her, <laughs> if her husband takes the Christian market, it's like whatever. Right. I mean, like, and, and, you know, is there a case that you wouldn't take? Meaning there, is there a value system that you apply? And I love that you, that you've mentioned your wife because that totally makes sense. There is a public opinion
1: risk and reward. You would have to weigh totally. Yeah. This since I've been in practice, I can't think of one case that, that um, has been as widely publicized as the Kristen Smart case. There's no question in my mind that for the first time in maybe decades, you'll see a change of venue granted. I don't think there's any, anyone. In this county, who can be impartial? Given the uh, enormous publicity, the huge signs, the podcasts, the fact that it in- impacted Cal Poly and young people, and a woman and and a local woman, even though she's uh, her parents are from out of town, uh, it's it's a it's a very emotional, controversial, publicized case. And so, before you take a case like that, you got to think it through. All right,
0: coming up, Elon. I want to ask you: Does the prosecution have a problem? The fact they do not have Kristen's Smart's remains, but they are going forward without them. I imagine they must have what they need, right? Also, were you surprised with some of the allegations with regards on how they reached murder one? I'm really looking forward to asking you these and more. We'll talk to Kristen Smart case with defense attorney Elon Funky Bilu. We'll continue coming up. It's Coast 104.5. Thank you for being up and at in the morning. My name is Adam Montiel. Continuing with San Luis Obispo defense attorney Elon Funky Belu, talking the Christian Smart case from a defense perspective. Now it should go without saying every fiber of my being believes the arrest was correct and that Paul and Ruben are the folks responsible for the disappearance of the death, Paul specifically, of Christian Smart. But it is this is all part of the, the whole process. And to, to pick the brain of a defense attorney like Elon It's pretty valuable. Elon, the fact that DA is ready to move forward without a body, does that
1: offer a little bit of leeway for the defense to offer reasonable doubt? Absolutely. And it's not just not having the body. It it just seems, now I have to say before I begin here, I don't want to, this might be controversial. I love it. Bring it. Uh, So I'm, you know, a case that's 25 years old, it's tough to put that in the same sentence as rushing to judgment, but I can't help but feel that the case is being rushed. Okay. And I think what's driving it is something that we've spoke before we got on the air politics. I, I can't, I, I read something the other day and I recognize that what you read in, in the media and what you listen is not always uh, uh, the truth, but I read something attributed to one of the officers that, Mr. Flores raped or attempted to rape Miss Smart. Now, I've been doing this for 42 years, okay? I've handled multiple rape cases, multiple attempted rape cases, multiple homicides. I've never heard of a prosecutor or a law enforcement officer speak to the media and say, the defendant either raped or attempted to rape the victim. When you prosecute someone, you better know whether it's rape or whether it's attempted to rape, and you charge accordingly. You don't bust someone and say, when he murdered her, he raped her, or he attempted to rape her. That just struck me as being... Hard to grasp the way the complaint reads the end of count one, where they talk
0: about this aspect and they're going to be introducing what they call prior sexual acts and abuses. You think they may have found some sort of like, kind of like that Uber case a couple of years ago, where maybe they found some hidden camera stuff where the girl didn't know she was being recorded and there's some unidentified victims. What
1: did you make of that part of the count? Well, the whole sex part when it was, when it was placed in, in under that umbrella of rape, or attempted to rape. I think they're using that as a vehicle to bring up prior sex acts. I doubt if the prior sex acts relate to any sex convictions, okay? But I think the DA will try to argue, and I have to tell you, this is – I have to – there's a caveat here, and and I, I don't know any of. I've not read any of the reports. I haven't been privy to any of the investigative reports. I've not talked with any of the law enforcement officers or the prosecutors about this case or the defense attorneys. Okay, this is just what what I'm sensing as someone who's been in the business for as long as I have. It just strikes me, and maybe I'm being cynical. I'll, I'll plead guilty to that, but because I'm not in the case, I, I think I can express my opinion. And, and you you're asking for it, so I'm going to tell you without any varnish it just seems to me that the sex part is used to prop up the murder in my mind to get degree one correct but to me it's 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 a function of, of trying to use inappropriate sexual conduct in the past look at how he behaved with the opposite sex on these two or three occasions back in the 80s or 90s or Two thousands or whenever, when he took out this lady at the bar from in San Pedro. Uh, even though he was not convicted, even though the woman said that that she was she felt uh, uncomfortable, but I haven't heard any any indication that he's ever been arrested for rape or attempted rape. Right.
0: All right. So we talked about change of venue. How much of what was botched years ago, either by Cal Poly or law enforcement, decades ago, can come back now to help the defense? Even if since maybe from 2011 on they've been pressing forward and doing well, we got an arrest. How much can
1: that old botching? Help the defense now. It's very important. I mean, mistakes committed by the agency responsible to investigate crime and then presented to the prosecution to bring to court is all subject to attack. And, and, and when the system fails and clearly the system failed. I mean, I think even Sheriff Parkinson admitted that mistakes have been made, which is something that, frankly, the law enforcement rarely admits. I I, I applaud Sheriff Parkinson for Ad- admitting that it doesn't surprise me. He's, he's, he's a straight up guy in my opinion, but mistakes are, uh, are fruit to be eaten by the defense. Absolutely.
0: I want to thank you for your time. Can we do this again sometime? Do you like these little chats here? I, I look forward to them. Good. Uh, let's, we're going to do another one sooner than later, especially as this goes on. And I just love picking your brain on things like this. And I think these conversations, the audience is into them and I wish you the best. Give uh, your wife my best and let's catch up sooner than later, my friend. Okay. Totally
1: up and Adam in the morning. This is up and Adam in the morning. I love being up and Adam <laughs> and Adam.